Welcome back to 3BM Podcast. You got Kevin and Gene here. Hey guys, welcome back to 3BM, where we are equipping man to find their purpose and calling in life so they can glorify God. You know, I'm pretty excited for this next episode that we have on one of our main pillars, which is the cornerstone, which is spirituality. Yeah, we're going to get into it. We're going to start real simple. Kevin, who is God? Who is God? Yes, it's, it's, it's important. You know, and, and why is it important to us? Because for us to be connected, for us to reach our full purpose and calling in life, we have to be connected to our creator, which is the source. You know, and also, I love what A.W. Tozer talked about in this particular uh, facet of why is it important to know who God is? Why should it matter? What's the point? Live my life the way I want to do. And he talks about why it's important. So before we jump into the different attributes of who God is, I want to read this quote from one of his famous books. I'm called Nadja the Holy. And um, so Tozer says, in literally in the first line sentence of the actual book, he says this. When it comes into our mind, when we think, what comes into our mind when we think about God is the most important thing about us. Mm, that's deep, man. That's true. I mean, it's it so is, profound. It's very true. It's very true. Forget the rest of the book. You could just stew on that one thing all yeah. day. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, okay. We could do 20 podcasts. Or right. Something, not very... Right. Sentence, you know. it's exactly, man. But basically, he's saying, he's saying here, and of course, I, I encourage you guys to to to, uh, to get the book and to read the first chapter. But basically, he's saying is that if we don't have a proper perspective who God is, we're not going to have a proper perspective who we are. And if we if, if we don't have a proper perspective of who we are, man, it's a lot of pain, a lot of turmoil in our life to live, you know, disjointed in a way. You yeah. know, I mean, you, you you basically are a bastardized version of yourself. You can never be a, <laughs> a, a perfect version, right? Like you. If you don't understand who created you, you mm-hmm. can't really understand who you are. Right. And if you can't understand who you are, how can you really yeah. understand your purpose and calling in life? You, no you, matter what you're doing. And yeah. I'm not saying you can't have a have a moniker of success, but imagine how much more successful you could be. No, but, I, I, I'm, yeah, it's amazing. And you know what that reminds me of? Like growing up in Miami, right? You know, so uh, shout out to my, my, my Cubanos out there in Miami, you know, my Cuban folks. And uh, it was amazing to see how these people come from Cuba and able to integrate so easily of... Like, to be successful. And, and I remember people ask the question all the time, like, why are you guys here in America, you know, born here, live here, and you can't be as successful, African-Americans in particular, can't be successful as Cubans in Miami? And what that did, it caused a lot of resentment between black and Cuban people. But I remember just examining it, and just being honest, one of the reasons why that was the case, because they came from a lineage and a history and an understanding of who they are and what they came from. And given, so it's like they was able to take those cultural artifacts, those cultural things of their identity into pretty much just, boom, drop into Miami and become something. But as African-Americans or even people from the Caribbean, it was hard for us to understand and have that existence of who we are. So we even not that. Even the whites. I mean, honestly, I mean, really, when you boil that down, it's community, right? Yeah. It's community. They yeah. They built a community here. Yeah. And, and we just don't do that. No, I agree. And, and I'm not saying somebody who who don't know their heritage from Africa can't be successful. But kind of like what you said earlier, how much more successful yeah. we can be as a community or a group of people like the Cubans are, rather than just these outliers of uh, Oprah or Jay Z or LeBron, whoever that that person is. Those are outliers. Those aren't, aren't the the monicum or those aren't not that. Those aren't the exception. Those, I mean, those aren't exceptions. Those aren't the rule of what predominantly what you see majority of um, African American in this country. And people can be successful, but it's like you fight an appeal. But it also begs the difference here. What Tozer is saying, if I'm just talking about culture and lineage, how much more you don't know who you are, what you could be if you don't know who your creator is? Yeah. Your worldly culture and yeah. lineage doesn't matter as much as your spiritual For sure. lineage For and sure. culture matters. 
For sure. Yeah. So that's, that's yeah. a profound statement. It's I mean, very, it's very, it's very important to know who your creator is, and um, that's why we, that's why starting off, you know, our first episode of this particular podcast, not first, sorry, our, our first uh, episode on the first pillar, yeah. which is spirituality. You know, and also just kind of give a quick shout out again before we jump into this. What is some? What are our basic four pillars that we're going to be getting into? Yeah, absolutely. So we have spirituality. Obviously, that's our cornerstone. We have stewardship. We have relationships, mm-hmm. and we have leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's those are your four core pillars. So if you think of it like you're building something, right? Like that's right. your framework. That's true. Yeah, four walls. Yeah. So first, you have a foundation. Mm-hmm. That's Christ. That's God. Yeah. Then. When you build on the foundation is is the framework. That's what's going to hold up the walls right. of the building you're building. Right. Uh, you know, you, and it don't matter. You could be building a box. It, it all works the same. You know? <laughs> right. You, you got to lay out a, a base and you got to put, put up the sides. Like you got to have some kind of piece that's going to hold it all together. If you Facts. don't do that, then it's gonna fall apart. You know, anybody ever try to build a, a, a house of cards? You, know, you don't <laughs> have any kind of structure to it. Yeah. You can get some semblance. You can get some that's structure good. built. But they always, and I mean always, unless you cheat and use glue, they fall, right? <laughs> they, they, they will fall. And it always happens when somebody walks by, right? You right. spent the last three hours building this amazing structure, and then somebody walks by in a little gust of wind, and boom, all boom. is gone. All is gone, yeah. And so think about that. That That is your life. Yeah. That is your life without God. You are literally just waiting for a gust of wind to blow, blow down that That's house true. you built, That's true. and there's nothing left. It's like you weren't there at all. No, that, that's a great point. You know, even scripture says that. Like, you're like chaff in the wind. You know, it says in Matthew and also in Psalms 1. It's like, but yeah, though, those those four pillars are what we believe that God's calling us to share with you guys of how to guide, you know, um, young men and men in general to be, to find what their purpose and calling in life so they can glorify God. And literally, all those things will fall within those four pillars. Now, we're not, we don't have all the knowledge, so we'll love to hear from you guys as well. If any other pillars that you guys will want us to, I'm exploring to talk about more, you know, so hit us up in the phone number. Our phone number is uh, 816-239-0410. We'd love to hear your thoughts on what are some other potential pillars out there that you think that would help men, you know, um, to become all they got called them to be in their purpose in life. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we talked about that too, Kevin, but there's actually some, uh, some blocks to build those pillars and we're going to, we're going to dive into those specifics too. For sure. Um, For sure. We have six main, main blocks and then there's, several hidden box that we'll we'll talk about as we get there when we talk about your sacrifice your presence your humility your legacy and then what we're calling wildness and that wildness is that that sense of adventure that little extra something some that flavor if you will yeah um, uh, of different things and so and that call to adventure for sure you know it's it, you know everything is a process it's a step by step to get to where you where you got to go and uh, we're at step one you know god has told us this is what what I want you to do, and then, and then here we are, espousing that unto you. And so, um, things may may get better. Things will get clearer as we go, for sure. And we just ask you to come along that journey. Um, ultimately, the goal that we feel God leading us to is is a community of men supporting men. Uh, we don't really have that, you know. Men are oftentimes an island to themselves. And yeah, so unfortunately, you're, you're yeah. under the burden of, of your life and. You know, you may have friends or family, whatever the case may be, but like, to a certain degree, you're you're alone. You're you're fighting a struggle alone, and if you don't have God in your corner, you got just you. And and I tell you, I'm not sufficient to fight alone. I agree. Yeah, we you need your brothers in arms to help you, 
you know, to stand up against the wiles of the enemy, you know, um, the devil in particular. Like, it says that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against evilness and spiritual wickedness in high places. So just understand we need community. We need, yeah. we, we need, we need that, that brotherhood. We need to be able to, and one, one of our, our passion is also is to create an online community with you guys, whether it's through our podcast or whether it's any other social media platform that we're on, um, but also here locally with, with, in yeah. a, with, with our men's center that we want to create with the idea of expanding this national where men can have a place where they can just be men and they can able to, you know, the highs and lows, get equipped, but also get inspired, you man, to live out the purpose and calling, you know, yeah. of what, what we call it to be. And, and, you know, that's our role here, you know, and in I, society. No, I do want to clarify. We're not talking about necessarily just pastors or or missionaries or oh, for sure. uh, worship leaders or something along those lines or evangelists in any way or biblical scholars. You know, and I'm not I'm not discounting that, but I just want you guys to really grasp the fact that when we're talking about your calling, that vocational ministry is only about three percent of the call. Three to five percent. People get paid full time. You have to do that. Everyone is called, but only three to five percent of us are called to do that kind of work. A lot of us are going to be doing what we quote unquote call secular work. That's and a great therefore, point. You know, your calling may be to be a plumber, may be to be an electrician, and we talked about this before in the previous episode, but it. You may not necessarily be the guy going to, to Russia to proselytize. You may not be going to Iraq and Afghanistan. You may right. not even be called to stand in a pulpit here locally. That may not be who you are asked to be. Right. You know, you may you may just have to volunteer a couple Sundays a month to, to help teach a, a Sunday school class or whatever. Yeah, you might just be, be a, might just but, be a business owner with ten employees. Like yeah. How do you how do you use that to glorify God and fulfill your calling yeah. or purpose on here on earth? You know, and so. how do you how do you lead those ten employees well? Right, in a God honoring way. Right, that even if those ten employees aren't believers, that right. they'll see Christ through you. Right, and and that, and that's and that's the main focus of our podcast. You know that we want to be able to equip you to do those things through those four pillars, which we think those are just very essential things, and then you can use those principles to help you in whatever context that you're in in your particular space. With the idea that we believe that if we fulfill our purpose and calling, not only it be beneficial to society as a whole, um, but also that you be glorifying God. And what does it mean to glorify God? It means that we're literally doing what we've been called to do. Like as we do our calling and our purpose mm-hmm. in earth, that's how we glorify God. Our gifts, our talents, our passions, our, our abilities he's given us. You know what? I'm giving it back to you. And, and I'm going to, in essence, I'm going to be building the kingdom and continue to build this world project that he's created. Yeah, I mean, it really just brings to mind our, our uh, guiding principle verses for 3BM, and that is Ephesians 2.10 and Philippians 1.21. Mm-hmm. So in Ephesians 2.10, we find, For we are his workmanship, creating Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. That's good. And then Philippians 1.21, For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Those two verses, such a profound Unpacking. I mean, we could spend the rest of the podcast just talking about that, but we're gonna Facts. we're gonna go back and, and start yeah, let's, getting let's, into let's, the the pillar of spirituality. Let's jump in the spirit, and, the pillar, yeah, and what we're talking about and the facets of who God is. And so, let's just kick it off, Kevin. Let's start talking about the Trinity. When we're talking about God, mm-hmm. we're talking about the Triune God. We're yes. not talking about just the Father or just the Son or just the Holy Spirit, but we're talking about three in one. Right. Right. And also, like um, some people may say, some of you may think, okay, why are you guys only talking about the Christian God? 
We talk about God. Why we don't talk about other gods? And I and it's I the only God that exists. <laughs> <laughs> it's the living yeah. God. No, for sure. But also just to hit. I mean, the historical evidence that's there. I, I again, I'll direct it to Lee Strobel and his experience and all the evidence. He was an atheist who chose to debunk the resurrection and, and came to faith. Um, I, I mean, so many. Look, look at Josephus in the first century. You know, also it says in Romans that the fact of that we can see from God's creation. His attributes are there in our hearts. But also, if you, if you want to compare different religions to different things, whether it's Confucianism, whether it's Muhammad, whether it's Islam, whatever, is that nobody accomplished what Jesus accomplished at the end of the day. You know, the, the Dalai Lama, no disrespect to anybody else, but they, they didn't accomplish what he accomplished. So that's why looking at the evidence, the historical evidence, and also just our personal own conversion is like, no, this is real. And this is the God of Scripture, the only living God. You know, so starting off with the first attribute of the Holy Trinity I mean, man, this 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 thing, the Holy Trinity in itself is, it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense. Because like, right. what? It's a conundrum. It right? is like, a conundrum. It's like, one. How of do this, you map, wrap your head around? That way, somebody says I'm three and one. We're gonna be like, right. oh, I got a special clinic for you. To right, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's call the Mayo Clinic and go there. <laughs> like the fact that you say he's not. It's three separate separate beings that's distinct, but also they're, they're one being. Mm. You know, it's, it's it's it's, and honestly, these are one of the attributes. You know that. It really comes more so with faith because more than any other attributes because like how do we, we don't have an example of that. That's why even scripture talks about one, we want to have a God we can completely understand. That's what we want, right? Why? Because we can control him. So in essence, we can be become our own God. So having a God which we can't comprehend, that's incomprehensible, to us is like, that's not true. That's, you know it's, it's, not, it's not true. But I, I would question that. Just think about your own body. Mm -hmm. You are three systems, right? Mm-hmm. You're a musculoskeletal system, you're a nervous system, and you're a, a you know, a, what's it called? Like a blood respiratory system, right? Okay. So you are three in one. But I, I, so, I, would, I would agree by this group because it's like those things, they're distinct in three different parts of your system, but they're not like a whole being in themselves. You know what I mean? They have a functionality. But to, to, the scriptures say they're much more than just have a different function. Like they're a whole three separate entities. Well, no, I agree with that in the sense of that. They can't operate independently of one another, mm -hmm. but I, I'm not speaking on that. But I, but I, but I that, to me, that's an example. I of, can understand. Of the, I can see the, tr that. The, the Trinity in action. Like even we ourselves are made up of three core systems. I Without those three core systems, then we, yeah, I mean, you're not you're not alive. You're not. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I know? agree, and I agree, and, and so and I agree. We're different in the sense that each each of our core systems are not. Yeah. Uh, Sentient, they can't do their own thing. For that sure. would really freak me out. My, my heart's doing their own thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Right, Halloween um, all year round, right? But then other times, you know, that would actually be kind of neat, right? Like mm -hmm. I could, I could sit back and my hands could do the work, and I yeah, could, I funny. could be relaxing, maybe take a nap. There you go. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, yeah. but, but that's what I mean by that. So there's I, I evidence, see, I, I there's could, evidence. I, I could follow of, you there. Yeah. Of God, and that's the biggest thing to me when we're talking about mm. like why, you're talking, you're why talking about in, in creation. There's, yeah. There's evident. That there was a creator, there's evident that there that mm -hmm. we we have different symbolism of, of, of the Trinity in all kinds of different things in creation. And, and not 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 just to cut you off, but we will drop some stuff in the description there where you can find. Like I said, the writers of Josephus, we could talk. We'll drop the stuff by Lee Scroble. We'll drop we'll drop in some of you know um, non-Christian I mean uh, um, sources that prove the existence of Christ throughout Scripture as a historical figure. I'm um, saying where you think about Abraham Lincoln, or you think about Napoleon, or you think about you know um, you know Henry the, Henry the Eighth or Charlemagne the God. Like these people 
are historical figures just as Jesus was a historical figure. And also I would say this too. One of the great discoveries in the 1940s, I'm going to continue, was the Dead Sea Scrolls. Mm -hmm. And the Dead Sea Scrolls was amazing because these manuscripts were what were thousands of years old, far as from the first century of the scenes. And you you compare the manuscript of the Dead Sea Scrolls to the Bible I have in my hand, and it was damn near accurate, down, down to the last iota. So it was like, man, like you see the veracity and how these things are in sync with one another. But I'll let you continue. Point. Well, you know that, and that really is the succinctness of my point, right? Yeah. Is that there's evidence to the contrary. Now. If, the other things is you can't give me evidence mm -hmm. of it. It's just not proven. Mm -hmm. uh, even uh, Islam, I'll, I'll, I'll take Islam as a good an example of this. Well, where did Islam come from? You know, it was the other son of Abraham, the born from the servant, not from mm -hmm. Sarai, right? Mm -hmm. So, so we have that. Um, then also too, if you truly read the Quran, and I've, I've been a Quran, sorry, I mean to mispronounce that, but mm -hmm. uh, and I've, I've been seeing this a lot too on YouTube and. TikTok and all the stuff of these these guys that are in Iraq and Afghanistan and, yeah. and that they've been raised to read the Quran and what they have are saying is that those that book also points you to Christ. So oh yeah, Jesus so, is one of the major prophets in there. So so how does and Moses Abraham? Yeah. So how does Islam point you to Christ, but then also says that that I'm an infidel for being a Christian? It 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 would be counter narrative, right? So yeah. The religion itself wouldn't make sense if the if your holy book teaches you that, right? Yeah, no, for sure. I, and I, I, we could definitely talk about the difference and stuff. That might be an episode for another day. But I, I think it's the, those are just some of the basics of like why we believe that Christianity is the historical and accurate, uh, uh, proper depiction of what God is. You know, um, and and and, and that's what's important. And in the Trinity, I think the main thing how, why this how this uh, how this applies to the, our listeners far as why the trinity is important why is it actually we actually brought up on who god is is because um I, I believe it was tozer or i believe it was tozer or maybe tim keller that talked about because god is a triune god before before the, the earth and everything was created he already had a community and that community was yeah. full of, that community full of love that community was full of the father son and the holy spirit had everything they need in the community and that kind of goes to another attribute we're talking we're going to talk about next about the self-sufficiency of god it's the idea of that God isn't need anything or anyone, but he wanted to expand this community he had. It's kind of like what John Piper talked about. Jesus died to make me a part of his family. So it's, 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 the same, yeah. it's, it's the same concept that God created the earth, created the universe, created animals, created us, you know, because he wanted to expand his community, not because he needs us or he wants us. Kind of contrary to like the Greek mythology, how the, God, how the gods fight amongst each other and humans to be their servant because they needed to be some servant to him. It's like, no, this God didn't need anything from anyone, you know, but he wanted to expand his community and to enjoy this bliss of the love in the community that they have together in the Trinity. And I'll, I'll be clear, we're not going to explore why God created us, per mm -hmm. se. Like, we're not going to get into that theology. Like, it's definitely there, and we could definitely talk about it. And, uh, you know, Kevin, give them that number. If they want to talk about that, we'll be happy to listen. But well, it's, uh, 816-239-0410. But we're coming from a standpoint of agreeance that this is this is what we believe. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're not really in the, in the interest uh, of arguing the attributes of God. Like, if that's what you want to do, you know, it's fine. Leave it in the comments, whatever the case may be. But but understand that that we're not we're not here to argue these attributes. These are these are attributes of God. Yeah, this absolute. These are attributes that, that that's revealed in Scripture, which we believe is the inerrant Word of God. Um, another another attribute. What's what's the next attribute you want to get so into? So you, you kind of started to mention it there, Kevin. But we were talking about the self sufficiency. Of God. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 I, exactly. And and I think 
why this points how how it relates to us as you let me know what you think as well genius the fact of that again god doesn't need any of us and it's kind of for me it was important i remember i came to a church that was super pentecostal right when i first got saved yeah. like, god needs you to worship god needs you to pray god needs you to evangelize god needs you god needs you god needs you and as i as i read this chapter i was like God don't need me for jack squat. You know what I'm saying? Sounds like, like they need to reread Job. Right, right, right. <laughs> exactly. God doesn't need me, but he wants me. And, 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 and from the idea of that, I think this chapter is very important because it's reminding us of our place in, in creation order. That reason why God doesn't need anything, because God, and again, it goes into another, another of his attributes, is God is not created. Yeah. He's not, we're created creatures. So just by the mere fact of being created, we're dependent. No matter how rich you are, Elon Musk need people. Um, Bill Gates need people. Mark Zuckerberg need people just as much as the guy who doesn't have much money they have need people. Now, it's a different type of dependence, but yeah. you need, we all need each other. Why? Because we created creatures. Yeah, I mean, it's actually interesting you bring that up. Like, think about, like, uh, political, the political realm. And I'm not going to get political. I'm just bringing it. Yeah. Like, if you think of, like, the different systems, democracy, you know, uh, monarchy, this and that. Yeah. Well, like, they don't really work if there's, the people in it, right? Like, yeah, that's true. Democracy is a king, a king with nobody to rule over. <laughs> he's, not a, he's not a king. Well, I could just claim I'm a king. I got right? a king, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, it doesn't actually mean anything if right. I don't if I don't have any land and I don't have yeah, any yeah, servants. Yeah. Like, like the, being a king is 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 nothing. Right. This is the same thing. You can't really be a president if you don't have a, a country like or, or people or to elect you. Yeah, yeah. Like that doesn't really count. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know. So so that like uh, that mentality is like it doesn't really whole water yeah. whereas God doesn't need any of that um, you know when you bring up the it, it kind of bleeds into another attribute one thing that is very interesting about the attributes of God is that if one attribute fails they all fail that's and they a great all point. are just linked together so that's a great point you can't you can't be like oh well he's triune but he's not self-sufficient right like, no that's true like it, it's, it's it's kind of an all or nothing and I it's true and, and the only time I really like to use all or nothing statements and absolutes is yeah. certainly when I'm talking about God because right. and truth, right? Because that that is absolute. There is it no, is. there rebukes no argument. Like, I agree. There just isn't. I mean, it's it's amazing when you think about it. Again, I know if some of you guys listening is like, this is crazy. There's no way. But again, it goes back to the fact of the notion of that we like to understand completely so we can control them. So to think about a God who's triune, that's self-sufficient, you know, that's eternal, that's a part of a trinity. Like, we don't like, that's that's too out of the norm, son. Like, I don't want nothing, you know, we why? Because we can't understand it, you know. Um, But it, but we got to get to the place of humility and understand, like, this is the who God of Scripture says he He is. And, and it's important us to have this perspective of him and understand because we're going to know where not just where we fit in, but how can we flourish and who we truly been made to become. Because we come from this particular lineage, um, so it's important. So, so, so that's why the self sufficiency of God is important. Because understanding that we're creatures and we're dependent upon God. It, it really harkens to me Psalms fifty verses twenty and twenty one. Okay, yeah. Uh, you know, he says, "You sit maligning your brother, slandering your mother's son. Mm. You have done these things, and I kept silent. You thought I was just like you, but I will rebuke you and lay out the case before you." Yeah. And, and you know, fulfillment in Christ, right? That, yeah. There it is. Like God told him in that in the garden. Yeah. Do this. Don't do that. Yeah. We didn't want to listen because you know we we got to do our own. We got to do our own thing. Got to be on our own gods. Yeah. You know, so, you know, we we can get into a deep theological discussion on Adam and Eve and 
and the failings there, and we certainly will talk about them as, as the as the podcast goes on, to be sure. Yeah. Uh, but there was a fall there, right? And then directly we have their own children. Mm. One feels disgraced by God, so he kills his brother because he's honored by God. Mm-hmm. So, how, how do you like me now? You, know, <laughs> you maligned your brother. Right. <laughs> you want to do these things. Right. And we have Abraham and his chosen in in his descendants, the chosen people, God's people, that couldn't even be three days out of Egypt before they started complaining. Started complaining, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. They, that we have Moses that brought them the commandments that they that they hold in great esteem, but don't want to follow, right? Like, right. The, we have all this this variables, right? But then, then what happens? Finally, flash forward, we have Jesus come, mm-hmm. and he explains to us that. You guys are never going to be able to sacrifice enough to, to right. gain back your righteousness. You just can't do it. That's a great point. You know, it's the fact that, you know, we're saved by grace through faith and not of only of our works. It's like that, you know, we it has to be a free gift from the creator for, to receive rather try to earn it. But that's 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 like the rub. You know, we don't want nothing. We don't we want to earn our salvation. We want to do the things that we want to do. But the problem is that none of us is perfect. And again, it goes back to what we're talking about here. If we understand who we connected to is the, the perfect, holy, triune, transcendent Savior, that means his standard is perfection. But the problem is we can never meet that standard. So it's like it sets us up to the point where it's like, God, like, what do you want me to do? You want me to be like you? Like Jesus said, be holy like my Father in heaven is holy. It's like, what? It's no way. But the, but the, but that's the standard. So if yeah. you so the, you out there, if you want to earn your way into heaven or earn your way into nirvana or earn your way into whatever, you have to do it perfectly. And what that means is you're going to have to do it with, with action, deeds, and spirit. So you and you may, you may ask the question, okay, perfection may look different for you. It may look for me. No matter what religion you go to in the world, a lot of them have a lot of similarities of what perfection looks like as far as how to earn your way into to heaven or whatever the case may be. But even no matter if even if you take the consensus among those religions, none of us can live that up to that standard in words, deeds, and action to that sense of whatever perfection may be. You know, it's, and, a, it's a sense of pride, and not to cut you off. Yeah. It's, a, it's a true sense of pride. That's exactly what it is. We have that bootstrap mentality. Yeah. I will pull myself up yeah. by my own bootstraps, everything I have, and then at the end of the day, I'll justify my decisions by saying I did my absolute best I could do with the right. circumstances I had. Right. And when you realize that that is not a sufficient answer to God. That, that, I think that's the key. It's, it's a sufficient answer when we're trying to compare ourselves to other people, right? Yeah, if I'm comparing myself to yeah. you, that, that's acceptable. That's, that's acceptable. Well, I'm not Kevin, so I, I'm just doing the best I I'm can. I'm doing the best, and that, and that makes sense. But when you when you want to go against God, you know, <laughs> that, 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 that's a whole nother level when you're going to stand before him and say... It's a stick that you can't fathom. You can't fathom, and that's why the purpose of Jesus coming in him being that example for we can able to be him be our savior so that we're able to have that right relationship with God our creator and, so, and again I'm gonna say many times on this pod like the reason why I'm a Christian is not because I got it together I'm a Christian because I don't have it together and I need Jesus to help me put it back together it, it made, that's it the whole reason sense. it made sense because before before Christianity and I'll give you a little bit of my testimony here is that I grew up in a, in a Christian home. Like, I, I I knew of God and knew of Christ my, pretty much my whole life. Yeah. Right? But, you know, when, when the when the the rubber met the road for me? What? Was I was at a Royals game out here in Kansas City. Mm, I know. And, those were some, some cheap tickets because the Royals were trash. I had, a, uh, I had a, a Fighting Irish Notre Dame hat, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and 
it was my lucky hat. I had that hat yeah. through thick and thin and through all, and I would say this, all the good things that happened to me, I had that hat on. Yeah. Right? And so here I am. I'm, I'm 18, 19 years old, being foolish, sticking my head out the window, going down the highway, laughing around with my sister and my friends. Yeah. And I have my ball cap on, and that cap gets ripped off my head and flies down the ha- ha- highway, right? Stop the car, son. Stop the car. I, Turn around. I'm freaking out on my sister. Hey. Hey, you got to go back. I got to get that hat. Nothing good in my life is ever going to happen to me again. You know what my sister said to me? If you were a believer, if you were really a Christian like you say you are, mm. that hat doesn't mean anything mm. because all the good things in your life come from God. Wow. Therefore, that hat has no bearing. Wow. And, of course, initially I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear that. Turn the car around. Yeah. You, you know who I am. Like, yeah. You know, I stopped thinking about the hat. But once I got home and I really started thinking through this process, right, I started saying, who am I? Yeah. Who am I to God? Right? What What am I to God? Yep. What is God to me? And, and that's the real question is, is what, what is God to me? And mm-hmm. then, and then I, I went through a, a season of self-discovery. I went to the Marine Corps and I went through and I tried out different religions cause I wasn't sure. Yeah. And ultimately I realized that the only religion that actually made any sense was the religion that doesn't ask me to do anything, but accept something that was already gifted to me mm. that yeah. I didn't have to do any series of steps. I didn't have to go through any kind of canonization. I didn't have to, do anything extra spectacular. I right. just had to say, okay, you win. Right. You can be my God. Right. That was it. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's so simple, but it's so profound. And of course, you know, when you make that decision, it's not necessary. So, okay, no, I'm going to do live my life like a wild, like a, like a hellion and God will just forgive me. Now, that's not what scripture is saying at all, but it's the realization of like, you pay the ultimate price for me to actually have the true freedom in which I need. It, it is you not, know, it's and, not a, uh, a, yeah. a Sunday morning, Servitude. No, it's not a saying. Hey, God, I showed up on Sunday morning. I went to Wednesday <laughs> night, uh, but I'm here. But son. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, Saturday night. I did what I did, and in, in right. So what? Exactly. You like? Yeah. But I, I, I get refreshed on 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 Sunday morning, and I said, yeah. I said sorry, and you said okay, and now I'm good. And if you live your life in a sense of saying, yeah. as long as I say I'm sorry, then it doesn't matter what I do. Right. Understand that. Those aren't necessarily forgiven sins. Do you understand what I'm saying? No, it's, it's, it's said in Philippians 1, 4, that he who started good work in you shall complete it to the day of Christ. So if God created or started this work in you, you're going to see us continue fruits and labors of work, like whether it's convention, conviction of your sin, repentance. Where, where is that? You're growing in faith, you know, and, and each person grow in different degrees, but you're going to grow, you know, and, and one of the things it talks about faith without works is dead. Like you're going to have a passion to serve other people. Not just to serve yourself. So, I mean, those are some of the things that he—he he the one who started the, started the work in you it was a free gift. He's going to continue to work, and I and I, yeah. and, I go, and that goes back to one of his his attributes. Of course, is God omnipotence that He's all powerful, that He's have the ability to start something in us. You know, it's amazing. I think about that God remaking us into believers and transforming our heart. In a lot of ways, it's that is more difficult to God. No, not this difficult of God, but but that's little that's that's more profound to Him, to change a a, a hardened heart and transform it. Like they said in Ezekiel thirty six, I shall remove your heart of stone, and give your heart of flesh. Then the creating the world, like to Him to recreate a human heart and to rec- and, and to transform you, like it's and to make you a new creature in Christ. To Him, 
that's even more profound than creating the universe to creating the earth. You know what it speaks to too is because it, it goes all down to free will because mm-hmm. God is is uh, you know I heard this said the most succinctly way that he's a gentleman right he doesn't go against you so when oh he gave us free will yes so he he allows you to choose to do poorly with what's given mm-hmm. right he he allows that he could rectify it but he understands that free will dictates your choices right and and you know what I, I draw a lot of strength to this and I, I believe you do too Kevin but when we look at Ephesians one verse four for he chosen us him chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless and love before him like the very fact us sitting here you know god being omnipotent we're talking about another aspect of him here yeah but he he knew mm-hmm. he knew you he knew me before yeah. he created us knitted us together in our mother's womb and he chose us right to be his sons and be his daughters and he made that decision right before he even spoke right anything into existence in it it's amazing. It, it's it's fat, unfathomable. It's it, it, it creates a, a sense of of belongingness in me. It creates a sense of of mm-hmm. understanding. It, it creates a it creates a humbleness in me. Really, yeah. When I when I think on those things, and and I, and I think that's a great uh, segue of why it how how these things relate to you as a listener of God being omnipotent is that God has the power to transform any situation in your life for your good. You know, he has the ability to do it and he has done it, you know, and like the Bible says that those, you know, anybody coming to God must believe that he is and that he's a reward of those who diligently seek him. I mean, I mean, we could talk about countless testimonies of what God has done for our own individual lives that the power to do because because it's one thing to think about it. You know, I, I was like, man, I love man. I, I got the ability, I think, to go skydive. It's one thing to have the power to go do it, it? Or, or, or to build a plane or, or to do something. God only has the, the intention, but he has the power. To do it, yeah. and, and and that's how it relates to our life. That God's a God who's a God of power, and He's a God that actually think about. It, he created the He created the whole world with His words, you know. And so it's like it's He like has the that, power. Like any anything you've ever made before, and mm-hmm. we've all made at least something, right? You right. built something out of Legos. You've cooked something. Right. You've drawn something. You've you physically built something. Yeah. Think of like how accomplished you feel mm. afterwards. He said it's good. Yeah, like that, that's very how you good. feel. Like, yeah. as, as Kevin and I sit here in a studio that we built by our own hand, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys and pretend like it's the greatest studio that man ever built. <laughs> yeah. like it that. is the greatest, all right? But, but, I am the but, greatest. But we completed it, and, and, it yeah. and it's a workmanship of our own hand, a labor of our love, right. a, a labor that we understood God calling us to for yeah. this very sense so that we could speak to you guys here through this podcast. And it. It's like, man, you're like it's a little chilly out here this morning, and, and we're a little cold. But mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, like, it's ours. I'm, I'm thankful for the fact that we did this. I'm thankful for the fact that God imported the knowledge in me to do it. Yeah, you know, agreed. No, it, it agreed. Agreed. And um, it's amazing, man. The God, God's omnipotent. You know, um, another aspect we touched upon earlier is the, another attribute of who God is and why it's pertaining to us to help us define who our what our purpose and calling in life is. That the eternality of God, that God is eternal. I, I remember, I remember my my my. My nephew asked me, he was like, if God created us, who created God? And, you know, when he asked that question, he wasn't asking that question. Like, a lot of people asked that question. Like, maliciously. Maliciously or, or try to disprove that God exists. He really, he was really curious about it. And, and it had me wondering, like, that's true. Who created God? And I remember going through scripture. Um, and I was going, and, uh, what, what scripture, I, see if I can remember when I was talking about the eternality of God. Um, no, I mean, so many different places you talk, you talk about in Hebrews, it's in Hebrews uh, 11, it talks about eternality of God, you know, but it's, it's the concept of that God is eternal, yeah. 
that or, or, or Psalms 90 talks about it when Moses talked talked about God teaches to count our days but it's the idea of that God is the only he's uncreated because he doesn't live in time he lives in eternity you know any any in us being creatures who live in time just have to be cause and effect because because we live in time, there's cause and effect. So if you want for so us to be created, it got to be a situation happen with a man and a woman. You come, boom, you have a kid. That's that's that is the effect of the actual cause of us coming together. But God is being an eternal being. He was not in time. He lives in eternity, and actually, time is within God. God created time, so He lives in eternity. You know, that's why some people may contribute. They'd be like, well, the universe blessed me with this or the universe blessed me with that. And that's like the cop out where we want something that's not personal that we can just ascribe the good thing from and, and, and throw out the rest. They say that's our God. The universe is the universe is that. But God is an eternal God. He does not live in time. Therefore, there's no cause and effect. So nothing has created him and him being the the only un, the only uncreated source of life. He's able to. To bring those things into motion, like whatever it may be, they talk. They talk about like the the Big Bang theory of how these rocks came together and clashed, and they created the first cell and all this stuff. Okay, who created space to create these rocks that clash together to have these different things that happen? It have to be an uncreated source. Amen, brother. Amen. You just hit that right out of the park, nail on the head, buddy. For sure. All right, guys, we have our episode break here. We're we'll going to be going to be cutting off right here, but we encourage you guys to check out the second or part two of Is Jesus the One and Only Foundation? So hit that notification bell so you guys can stay uh, current with all our episodes that's going to come out and our, and our previous episodes. And lastly, before we jump off here, the whole purpose of this podcast, one of the purpose I mean is that we want to build community. So we want to hear from you. We want to get your thoughts, your concerns, your ideas. So hit us up at our, on our hotline at 816-231-0410 or hit us up at 3 p.m. at d7lp.com. Let's keep building this, this community towards true and radical biblical manhood. But Gene, close us out with a prayer, my guy. Absolutely. Um, real quick. We're not too proud to beg, you know. <laughs> but yeah, Father God, we're just so thankful for this opportunity just to gather in your name where you said that two or more gathered in your name, there's two are you. Mm. Now we can just feel your presence, that we would just be humbled as your mouthpieces, Father God. Yes, Lord. That we can encourage our brothers, that they would just uh, seek your face evermore, Father God, that they would spend the time getting to know you, building a proper foundation upon you, that we understand that you are the one and only foundation God like it's it's unquestionable it's undeniable yes and that you have allowed us to know you through relationship and through the sacrifice of your son on the cross that we just understand that so well we're so thankful for the opportunity Father God we just love you so much we lift up all the prayers that are going out Father God you know what they are and that uh, you would just be with those that need you, comfort those that need you, Father God. Yes, Lord. That you would just continue to grow us ever closer to you, that we would just continue to uh, sing your praises from all the mountaintops. In your name we pray. Amen. Grace and peace. <laughs>